Holy Ghost, thank you, Jesus. Father God, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Lord Jesus, thank you, Father. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you, Holy Ghost. Oh, my God. Glory. Have a drink of glory. Learn how to drink the glory. I was seeing during that powerful prophetic worship time. If you want to catch that, go to joelsbar.tv, www.joelsbar.tv, or you can search on YouTube, Joel's Bar Drunken Glory Broadcast, and there's like a thousand worship times, extreme prophecy, extreme drunken glory, just to transfigure you. It really will transform you. It's just a, a few days, people tell me, in just a few days is more powerful than them than years in the charismatic church. I've heard that testimony hundreds of times. It's a righteous boast because of the amount of power and glory we've paid the price to walk in. And it's for your benefit that you take advantage of all these resources available to you. We've prepared a feast for you as the true priesthood of Melchizedek of all the world. And so get on there and feast. That prophetic praise time is so powerful. You'll mount like wings of eagles and soar in the heights of the heavens. You'll soar through the second heavens and you'll soar through the solar system. And it'll just unlock all kinds of new realms for you in the seven stars and the twelve stars of the new heavens and the new earth where righteousness dwells. Thank you, Jesus. I was seeing Ezekiel 37 the valley of dry bones, and then I saw Ezekiel 47, the river of life. It was the progression of going from dry bones to being able to walk to the river. <laughs> there, are, there are degrees of death and Hades, just like there are degrees of glory, clearly written in the Bible. There are degrees of hell and degrees of deception and degrees of being a Neanderthal in drugs and alcohol and there are degrees of being revelatory in the light of your eyes in the ascension of the stairway of his glory glory to glory to glory there are degrees of darkness and there are degrees of glory now not everyone is completely and totally at the same level of dead sometimes you'll encounter people that are so dead that if you talk about the anointing oil, they'll think you're talking about olive oil or Crisco cooking oil. Like I've repeated myself 15 times to people about the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit, like shaking their brains. And they'll be like, oh, you mean like cooking oil? Like literally, I mean, people, there's people out there that are that dead in sin that they can't even understand a basic spiritual concept. Now that's like Neanderthal, barbarian, caveman level dead. And they're out there. There are cavemen out there that are just absolute barbarians that have no spiritual senses whatsoever. <laughs> and we love those people equally to the mystics that can sense if someone had one too many pieces of pizza yesterday, you know? 
and you could just feel it on them. You could smell it on them. You could smell what they ate last year at on October 15th at 7 p.m. So you got the extreme supernatural senses fully exercised exercise operating and the omniscience of God and then you got people that are so dead they can't even understand the most basic elementary spiritual concepts of true spiritual Christianity and so that's what you're dealing with between Ezekiel 37 and Ezekiel 47 you're dealing with dry bones can they live and then what happens prophesy to the breath first comes and I was looking at this thing during worship the breath comes first. Yeah, it's token the ghost, but it's the eternal gospel. It's the four winds of heaven. Prophesy to the four winds of heaven, son of man, Ezekiel, and bring the gospel, bring the breath of life, the breath of the Almighty, the Ruach HaKadosh of the Holy Spirit into their bones and into their marrow, and it sounded like bones rattling. It sounded like bones rattling, the Bible says, and their bones begin to rattle, and people are beginning to feel the shaking and the quaking and the baking of the four winds of heaven of the eternal gospel proclaimed of the breath of life in their bones. People's bones are going to start shaking. I was feeling the shaking because we deal with glory on an extreme level where even the bones in my leg during worship today, started shaking, and I had to like, whoa, dude, seriously, next level of power? And you could be in complete and total dead-raising power, seated on the throne of God, and, and familiar with the archangels every day of your perfect sonship level, revelation level life, and then the next degree of power, your bones are shaking. Because he's transfiguring us from one degree of glory to a greater degree of glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says you're being transfigured from one degree of glory to a greater degree of glory. And the greater degree of glory comes by the revelation light of the Word of God. The revelation light. It illuminates your eyes and it puts fire in your bones. Jeremiah chapter 5, your word is fire in our bones. So the Bible says, fire in the bones. The breath of life is fire in your bones, in your bones, and then a vast army arose. That's Joel's army. That's the great harvest of the end times, right there in Ezekiel 37. That's the great harvest. But they're so dead, they're like a graveyard of dry bones. We start to marinate them. It's a cooking process. Ezekiel has actual kitchens in his water temple. How crazy is Ezekiel? Well, it's the craziest, most wonderful thing in the whole Bible right now because it's being fulfilled. There are kitchens that are just cooking this stuff up in Ezekiel, in the book of Ezekiel. And he's cooking all this stuff up for you. And he's feeding you. He's, you know, he's sacrificing his pride by cooking his food on human turd. That's the level of humility Ezekiel had to reach that God told him to that. Jesus Christ in the Bible says, I want you to cook your, your food on human crap. And he's like, oh, but I'm a priest. I don't, I've never eaten anything clean. Okay, Ezekiel, I'll make a deal with you. Not human excrement, but cow turds. He's like, all right, and he cut a deal with God. So he cooked his food on cow crap, 
And it symbolizes the, the, the level and measure of humility necessary to do this perfect work in the Spirit of God. See, whatever it takes to humble you, that's what God's going to do. And God will cut a deal with you and be like, yeah, you don't need to go around naked like Isaiah for six months. Okay? You don't need to get indecent exposure, run around naked in the Bible as the prophet of God in the Holy Spirit anointing naked, showing all the women and the children your penis and balls like Isaiah did for six months straight. My God, you don't need to do that. We'll cut a deal. You can wear some nice clothes, but you're going to have to cook your food on cow turd. Oh, why, Lord? Oh, you hate me. You're so mean. The deal is your humility. Your humility. God will have you do prophetic acts at times that are humiliating. Like, hey, curse publicly out of a spirit of purity for three years and destroy your ministry and all your financial partners and show everyone you really don't care and that you only care about the kingdom. Oh, we did that for three years. Curse public. Oh, do this, that, and the other thing, showing that you're the servants of God and not mammon. Showing people that you care more about what the kingdom of heaven and the cloud of witnesses think about you and the freedom of the glory of God and not what the witchcraft and the bondage. You have to prove yourself to become a worker in the temple of God. Ezekiel had to prove himself. You'll never find one prophet from Genesis talking about Moses, talking about the 12 tribes, Jacob proving himself, wrestling with the angel. Every single example from Genesis to Revelation, the men and women of God were tested. And the more severe the tests, the greater the Spirit of God used them for the kingdom of heaven. One of the men of God that was tested the most severely was King David. Scripture actually says he was tested unto death with severe chastisement. That's what he says of his own witness. I was tested and chastised and severely punished. That's what it takes to walk in the seven spirits of God, the messianic anointing of Isaiah 11. That's why no one walks in this stuff. You get tested unto death. If you have any respectability in you, any pride in you, God can still use you, just not that much. And everyone wants to be used of God. Power, 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 miracles, do this, that, the other thing, that. But they don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to be publicly humiliated. I mean, you if you're not continuously publicly humili- humiliated, there's almost zero chance you can be used in great power. I mean, that's like the basic standard of anyone used by God. I mean, look at Paul. Look at Saul of Tarsus. He is humiliated city to city to city in the book of Acts. There's no chance you're going to walk in dead-raising power unless you're not publicly humiliated in the eyes of darkness. Doesn't mean you're not honored in light, and we can remove the darkness, and you'll be honored by everyone that's left in the light. It's just the issue of not pleasing the darkness. Ezekiel, are you willing to be publicly humiliated? Have all Israel think you're a false prophet because you're doing something unclean to the Levitical law by cooking your food on cow crap, disqualifying yourself for public ministry, but being my anointed prophet of God? Amen. And he said yes. Whoa. 
And that was the public sacrifice necessary to begin flying through the sky a thousand miles supernaturally like Superman. To get the revelation of the power of the gospel that raises nations from the dead, Ezekiel 37, into the river of life of Ezekiel 47. That's the price Ezekiel paid to bring us the framework and blueprint for the great harvest of the end times. People coming out of dry bones, bringing the breath of life. There's a, there's a process here. There's a revelation in Ezekiel of how we bring in the harvest. And it starts with the four winds of heaven, and it ends with the four rivers of Eden. Starts with the four winds, ends with the four rivers. That's the end result of Christianity. It's not Judaism. Judaism never had a water temple. What the heck? Ezekiel, 40, Ezekiel 47 is for right now. Ezekiel 37 is for right now. People coming out of the worst, most depraved conditions. I don't care what kind of darkness you're involved in. It's dry bones. Can these dry bones live? It doesn't even matter what kind of heroin, crack, alcohol. I mean, the worst is religion. It doesn't matter what kind of religion and self-righteousness and pride of Cain as a warlock of hell you've been involved in. These dry bones can live by the power of the Holy Spirit sent out through all the dry bones in the earth. And the Spirit of God will lead your dry bones right to the river of God and give you a drink. And these people will be so dead, it's like skeletons falling in a river. And then the river of life will make you come alive. It will make you a new creation altogether. Your actual DNA will change. Your mind will change. You'll start to talk out of your stomach. Your, your belly has a mouth. You'll begin to breathe out of your belly. you begin to breathe as a new creature in Christ. you begin to grow wings. New creature. 2 Corinthians 5.17 If anyone's in Christ, he's an altogether new creature. There's not a single thing human about it. Religion is Satan that keeps you human after you're born again and corrals you into little sheep sheds and teaches you how to be good human beings instead of divine living beings. Do you understand how bad you've been ripped off by Christianity, the false version of Satan and his angels yet? I don't think you do. Most of you are still involved in that system and you think there's still something there. The whole thing is going to get whacked into the lake of fire. Mike Bickle said the entire expression of Christianity will be changed in this generation. What is it going to be changed from? From churchianity to the water temple called the days of Noah. And anyone that's not in the one last temple of living water of the four rivers of Eden will be utterly cut off from God the Father for, for eternity. There will be no other expression of Christianity except the waters of life, the fountain of life, the rivers of life. Revelation 22, last chapter in the Bible, why do you think it says the river of life? And you have to come. The Spirit and the Bride say, come and drink. Come and drink it. There's no chance you'll ever encounter God for eternity apart from the river. And in fact, when you start to drink the river, then there's measures in the river. Measures of drinking, measures of commitment, measures of self-sacrifice. Have you learned to bind yourself to the altar of God and offer your whole spirit 
and soul, blood, brain, spine, will, emotions, on the altar to God the Father's plans? Or are you still operating in rebellion against God and then complaining why your life is so hard because you're kicking against the pricks? There's no mystery here. If you are not bringing the daily sacrifice of your spirit, soul, and flesh on the altar, the reason why things are hard for you is because you're not crucified with Christ. I die daily, and it's fun. It's a sweet death. Song of Songs says when you fall in love, it doesn't even feel like a sacrifice anymore. Because once you've sacrificed everything, all that's left is the sweetness of the Son of God in your bone marrow. Oh, yeah. You'll feel so good all the time. People will want what you're on, but you'll find they're not willing to sacrifice what they have to get what you're on, called the anointing of the Son of God, the seven spirits of God. The fullness of the messianic anointing is available through sacrifice of self. Meaning, you cannot be a selfish animal living out of the me, 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 egotistical animal brain and expect to feel good. Because sin is death. You can come and drink and get forgiven, but why go like a pig back into the pig trough returning to sin, like a dog returning to vomit? Why would you go back into the very thing killing you? Problem is we don't have revelation. That's why people do that. When you hear the revelation of the Word of God, you can be free from sin patterns. Cycles of destruction. Most people self-destruct. Very few people have ever been destroyed by others. I know there's some of that, but that's actually a low percent. Most people destroy themselves because of a lack of revelation. My people perish for lack of knowledge. They don't know how to break the patterns and the cycles that are destroying themselves. And they do the best they can with outward band-aids by being good people going to church. That ain't it. That's Satan killing you and corralling you into, into sheep sheds. That ain't God. That's Jezebel killing you and corralling you and using you as slaves in Egypt. The, the, the answer is the river of life breaking it once and for all. And revelation knowledge of the glory will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. The waters are the living waters that the great shepherd leads you to so you can drink and be completely crucified to the sin that's in the world. You can live sin-free in the living, but only in the living water, only underwater. That's why there's degrees of how much you've been sacrificed. And the last one is bringing your brain, your thought life. This is the place where most people are continuously tormented. Most people are led astray in their mind. The mind is the brain. Fallen angels almost exclusively tempt everyone in the world through the mind. Joyce Meyer had it right when she called it the battlefield of the mind. If you are to bring your mind underwater daily, now this is a daily thing, and it's hard at first because you got stuff in here that gives the enemy access. You got thoughts in here that are not his thoughts. We all do until we sacrifice our mind in the river of life by drinking the living waters. By how do you hear these? How do you feel? Hear the word and agree. I am speaking to you right now from within the water temp temple in the hundredfold glory realm, meaning every word has the impartation to pull you into the same experience of the glory of God. If you disagree with the word, there's zero chance you'll ever get breakthrough because the, the anointing and the whole container of the baptism of the living water is inside the word of God. 
Heaven is inside the container of the Word. The temple of God is the temple of Jesus Christ, the living Word. And it's alive because it's anointed with rivers of living waters. So it's a temple of the Word, completely drenched and marinated underwater in the glory of God. And so the container of the Word goes forth, and if a person hears the Word, it pulls them into the waters, and the waters, if they stay obedient to that Word, that prophetic living Word that they heard, will pull them into a greater glory, and soon enough they'll be sealed inside Ezekiel 47's water temple, which is inside the house of God. Inside the kingdom of heaven on earth is only inside the water temple. Everyone else is actually outside the kingdom. I tell you the truth, and I'm not mad about it because we're here to save the world. Almost all Christian ministry on the planet is outside the kingdom of heaven, even though it talks kingdom language and says it's kingdom. It's not real kingdom. That's why there's been so much confusion. You got a thousand different apostolic networks telling you it's kingdom, but only inside Ezekiel 47's water temple, the third and last temple, temple is it actually 100% perfect kingdom activity. Everything else is a counterfeit, a type, and a shadow, and a partial truth. The full truth is the building of the third temple by drinking the living waters the full blueprint and revelation of a new heavens and a new earth through living stones that are completely underwater and controlled by God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So they have the name of God on their forehead, they have the name of the Lamb of God on their forehead, and they have the name of the New Jerusalem on their brains, Scripture says. So that when you have the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit on your brain, of course the enemy could never tempt you to do anything in a million years. The problem is, is our minds are not renewed by the living waters and the word of the waters into the place where there's no warfare. We're still outside the temple. Most of us, almost all Christians, are outside the temple. How do you get saved? Because the river flows out from the temple to bring them into the temple. And in the temple is where you're sanctified unto perfection. And guess what? When you're sanctified unto perfection, then you physically go through the Eden gate. You will physically leave the earth dimension. I believe millions. Millions will, will come in first by drinking the living waters that are outside the temple. And they'll come into the temple through the water and the word. They'll get perfectly sanctified in their spirit, their belly, in their heart, their emotions, in their brain, their thought life, in their spinal cord, their will, and their bones and blood, so sanctified by the four rivers of Eden in the exact likeness of the Son of God, firstborn amongst many, that they'll physically then go through the gates of Eden. I believe millions will. Those are the true eternal ones. Those are the immortal ones. Those are the true sons of God. Those are the ones that are perfect as He's perfect. That is what this ministry is commissioned by God the Father to create. Thousands. First, just 30. We're lucky we have 30 right now because this message is hated by the kingdom of hell. It is hated by people with compromise that have partial truth. People that are only partially obedient. People that have some anointing but use it for self. Hate the real gospel. Hate full obedience of the hundredfold realm. Because it exposes so much selfishness. And they want everyone to believe what they're doing is right. It'll all be tested in fire.
Let every person's works now be tested in fire. Release the seraphim of God to blowtorch all Christianity so there be no confusion as to what's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. What's God doing? We need unity of the brethren. We do. Even if we were to have 300 on the same exact page right now, we could transform all the world together as one new man. Unity gets more and more exponentially powerful the more people are of the same spirit, of the same heart, emotions, of the same brain and thought life, and of the same will and spinal cord of Jesus Christ on the throne, transfigured in flesh. Amen. So adjust your will to His will today. Adjust your thoughts to His thoughts today. Adjust your emotions to His emotions today. Be completely transfigured by the renewing of your mind today in the washing of the water of the Word. And keep drinking it and go deeper in it and your mind will unlock and all these words will put puzzle pieces in your soul and remove the confusion and you'll no longer perish for lack of revelation. It'll all come together, the full blueprint of Genesis to Revelation, the wisdom of the ages. There's a blue vial here from King David. It's the wisdom of the ancient of days for the fullness of the understanding of all times. And you can drink it. Drink it into your mind, drink it into your heart, and pour some into your spiritual stomach, uh, in, right into the mouth of your belly. Because that's your true mouth, the mouth of your spirit, where you need it most. So that your spirit can be fully energized to transfigure the rest of your body, spirit, soul, and flesh. Be completely and totally blessed today in the wisdom and the anointing of the Ancient of Days, stirred up in your hearts, renewing your minds, and setting your spinal cords straight in the perfect will of God the Father for your lives in the living waters. In Jesus' mighty name. Partner with this ministry. Get this message in front of thousands and thousands of screens. Every $75 gift into this ministry puts this message in the, in the screen, in the Facebook screen of 10,000 lost people. This is serious evangelism. Partner with the Harvest of Red Letter Ministries and donate at redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.